You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab Grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax. Let's chat. So a little uh, little sidetrack. We've been talking for like four minutes already, but <laughs> we're just now starting the podcast yeah, episode. Yeah. So <laughs> we're trying to pretend like we just started. Anyways. Um, oh, you know what? I forgot. If I put my left headphone in, I could hear my voice like in stereo and it's terrible. So I need to keep the left headphone oh, out so that I don't have to down. listen to myself talk. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so me and Priscilla met via Instagram, which is my favorite place to hang out because I feel like I'm in a Catholic bubble there and it's glorious. Yeah. <laughs> but. A Catholic bubble that's in the air. Yeah, the little Catholic bubble that's in the air that I'm afraid it will ever pop. But, um, <laughs> but so Priscilla, tell me a little bit about you and your, like your faith journey a little bit. Tell me how, um, how you became so little Catholic. Yeah, so, um, I, I think I. I've been Catholic for, it's going to be three years in July, oh, I believe. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, I just kind of lost track. It's kind of been a huge whirlwind, you know? Kind of like a Protestant background. Okay. Um, my family is still all Protestant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it, it was really weird. But looking back, mm-hmm. everything that happened had to happen for me to get here. Yes. Um, you know, like all the little itty bitty things. It's like, oh, okay, well, if I would have never done that, then I would have never met this person. Then I would have never, like, it's insane. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I always, I call that like retrospective faith. Like if you yeah. can look at where you are now and be like, wow, look at all these blessings I have. And then think of kind of the crap you went through in life. Oh, yeah. And you, and if you think like, if I didn't go through crap storm a and crap storm yeah. b like i wouldn't have been in this position to meet this person to you know what i mean so it's like yeah that retrospective faith is always very um strengthening yeah. when you get to ret- when you get yeah. out of the crap and you get to look back and be like oh that's what god was doing hey it's insane when it starts to um so i i started off many 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 like 13 14 years ago i worked for a mortgage company now like 13 i'm 32 so oh i'm 32 <laughs> too oh, no wait maybe i'm thir- no i'm 32 yeah i'm 32 uh, i don't know i think i'm thir- I, I think i'm turning 32 next <laughs> who knows right yeah um after 25 I, uh, it just becomes a blur <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i'm just here so um, I worked for a mortgage company mm-hmm. and then the economy fell and yeah. And I left that jump and I went to this little store in Pasadena that there and I asked for a job because I didn't have one anymore. Yeah. And, um, I started working there and it turns out that the, they're like a deeply, Catholic family mm-hmm. and I worked for them for 12 years and um, I always noticed how they dealt with things with the family how mm-hmm. they were always so giving and they were perfect yeah and a lot of things that happened in their life were absolutely insane and the way that they just had an outlook on things like um, that was Connective to me, where it's like, oh, never thought of it that way. Like, you no. Know? So yeah. that was another, that was one of the little. I worked for good Catholic people who were great examples. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, our customers there were also Catholic from the parish that I was confirmed at. Mm-hmm. It's all was a part of the thread that woven me a huge blanket that was. You know, like that. Hey, hold on a second. You're cutting in and out. Um, Just give it a second. And then to... I. Hold on. Give it a second to sure. catch up on the audio. It's chopping out for a second for a reason. Let me see what's going on. 
I'm telling me because my my room doesn't have good Wi-Fi. But if I open the door, it, it, like it's just too loud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we'll push through then. We'll push through. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So. so yeah. And then I I met this person, this this guy, mm-hmm. and we dated for a long time, like on and off, and we went through like horrible, awful things, and you know we we're both like growing up and mm-hmm. figuring life out. Sure, we. You know, we were not in the best um, mindset, you could say. Yeah. But I learned a lot from that person, and he was all Catholic. I met him; he was not practicing. Yeah. Going to some type of church, I don't even know what it was in in um, Hollywood together, and it was destructive relationship. But again, like I say, everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. It's part of God's plan. Um, he's the world. Yeah, he knows on YouTube, um, like the faith videos and um, sparks in my flame, and um, and then one of the parishioners from my the church that I was converted, I mean confirmed at, mm-hmm. he came into my shop. Yeah. And he mentioned to me, like, hey, Priscilla, you should listen to, um, I think it's the Immaculate Radio, or, I don't know, the one where Patrick, he's on it. Okay. All those guys. And he's like, yeah, you should listen to it. So I said, sure, no problem, didn't think anything. I heard the Rose plan every night at 8 o'clock, right? Yeah. And um, so there to me, there was something so beautiful about the way the rosary sounded. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I found myself going to my car to listen, like just to listen to the rosary. And then weeks passed and I eventually memorized the rosary. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, my gosh. That's I know, awesome. I was like, it's weird for me. Like I was like a Protestant. No one talks about Mary. Mary's not. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I was like, what am I doing? This is crazy. Like, yeah. what? like you know, like, why am I saying this thing? Like, why is it so attractive? Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. What's, like, what's pulling me to this weird, what is like, it? Mary worship that these crazy Catholics do? <laughs> like, exactly. Which was just like, beautiful like yeah wow. you know beauty draws people in into the churches mm-hmm. people see a big beautiful building and they go in it's kind of the same thing for me with the where i heard yeah. it it was just beautiful to me and then one day patch madrid came on the radio i believe it was just for eighth and he said don't forget to go to mass today because it's a holy day of obligation and like huge like conviction or something like deep in my soul and I was like something told me to like go to mass yeah I'm like okay <laughs> that is really <laughs> cool <laughs> and I was like emotional and scared and like worried like what's gonna happen what am I gonna see what do they do in there you know oh like, so you had no never idea. been to a catholic mass before no that, never and that's I, crazy I wouldn't so I went at the church. He was standing in the front. I just went up to him, which I realize now is super awkward, but I went up to him like, hey, do you mind if I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, looking back now, it's like, hey, that was lame. <laughs> Aww. No, that's so sweet, though. <laughs> but he was really sweet. He gave me, like, a, I think it was a pink carnation. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he, like, gave me a book, like, a, you know, the 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 readings and all that. Yeah. He gave me one of those to read. And, and then I went inside the Mass, and I just, like, saw everyone have so much reverence. Yes. That was the one thing that I noticed. I'm like, something is here. Yeah. And it is beautiful and it demands like respect and attention, not in a bad way, 
yeah. in a beautiful way, you know? Yes. Like, there's something beautiful in here. There's something and, special about right. being in here. And it has nothing to do with the people that are yeah. in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly. why I grew exactly. up in very um, Protestant-like looking Catholic churches. Like, where they're, like, brown and kind of ugly and... My heart was always drawn to the beauty of it, you know? And I would hear people say, like, why does the Vatican have so much money? And if they would just sell all their art, then they would be able to feed all the homeless or, you know, whatever. And and part of me was like, but my heart lifts up to heaven when I see – it's not that Catholics are boasting that, like, they make all these beautiful things. It's all, like Mm – it's all offerings to God, you know? And, like – Right. Attempts to try to lift our hearts to like be in communion with heaven, you know, and when you realize that, like I went to the cathedral for mass today and they have this beautiful Gregorian choir that sings Mm. like the holy, holy, holy and and like the alleluia and like it's like you're about to (laughs) you're about to receive communion (laughs) and this alleluia is being chanted and there's this organ and it's like it feels like for a moment, which I know you are, you are in heaven, but it's it's like you your soul feels it, you know. That's so cool. The, your first time in a Catholic mass, I love it. Sounds <laughs> on earth just for you. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, that for me, like uh, the Eucharist, when I realized that it was Jesus, mm-hmm. I like this happened later. Obviously, after my yeah. convert, like before my conversion, you know. Before I got confirmed. Yeah. That for me was like that kick where it's like he came down from heaven just for me. Yep. And like just thinking about it, it makes me emotional. It gives me like chills. So, yeah, it's so beautiful. Like sometimes I cry because it's like you came down just for me. Yeah, there's like, sometimes in mass where I get very, yes, where I get very, very overwhelmed. And it, it was funny. I had some, um, uh, my like, my little assistant Bailey she's like discerning being a nun and um she babysits and stuff for us all the time but she's actually about to start helping me with holy hot mess mom stuff because it's kind of taking off and I was like I need help um but yeah yeah, she came over and then another mom um came over because we were like we just need to like not wear our bras and drink wine and just like talk to other women you know (laughs) and so they came over and they stayed till like midnight but we were talking, I I just out of nowhere, I was like, so this is really weird, but I've been really convicted. So I've been wearing a veil. It'll be three years, the first Sunday of Advent. That's like my anniversary of the first time I wore a veil. And that was like uh-huh. when I, so it's funny because, you know, you may have just converted three years ago, but I've been Catholic my whole life. And I just three years ago learned the true presence. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. us, us cradle Catholics are I mean, I feel like it's such a disadvantage. It's this wishy-washy Catholicism that they're trying to turn into this, like, Protestant, like, feel-good stuff. Yeah. When if they would just give us the truth, Catholics would not leave. Like, once you know the truth, you cannot go anywhere else. It doesn't matter what any priest does. I would walk into another Catholic church. I could never turn away from the Catholic faith because of the things that I know now. You know, and... And so last night while they were over, Lovely. I was like, you know, I've been really convicted lately to receive on my knees. And uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, but I just, I worry about, I don't ever want it to feel like I'm drawing attention to myself. I was worried about that whenever it came right. to veiling. And it was a, it's become a really good way to evangelize the veiling. Um, and I'm seeing more and more people do it. So it's not like I'm this weirdo, you know, I'm not wearing anything no. that's like bright green. But um, no. So I was kind of like, okay, so now I'm going to be this veiling lady who like stops and get on my knees. But I, when we went to the cathedral today, I did it. And it was crazy because it gave me this really cool perspective. And, you know, I, I have a photography business also. Um, yeah. So, so perspective is like something I love playing with. A lot of people are really big on like maybe art or focus, but like perspective is kind of my favorite take on photography. And Mm-hmm. when I knelt down and I was no longer on eye level with the priest and on eye level with, with the host. And I was yeah. looking down when I looked up at the host, the only thing I saw above me was heaven. 
Aww. And I thought, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm never going back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was cool, but it's one of those things where it's just like, when you learn what you learn about the Eucharist, like, it's so life-changing. Yes. Like, it's one thing to learn that Jesus died for you, but the Eucharist and that, that constant renewal of, like, that sacrifice because he loves you and he's right. phys- physically and spiritually there to strengthen you to get you to heaven is like, I mean, why would you go anywhere else for that? Like I would trade praise bands left and right <laughs> to be able to receive the Eucharist constantly, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Right. No, I know. Yeah, It's beautiful. It's, it is beautiful. It's very beautiful. So yeah. when someone realizes that it's, it's life changing. Yeah. Um, especially after confession. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, everybody's cool with, like, receiving Eucharist. You know, like, like I can talk to people, you know, people that aren't even Catholic will go up at Mass and get communion when they're, when they're not supposed to. But everybody's yeah. hang up is confession, but I'm like, y'all don't know. They're, that's, the, that's my favorite sacrament. Like, yeah, it's so it freeing. You feel like you, you're... Really- the weight of the world is yeah. on your shoulders whenever you walk in and you're free of chains whenever you walk out. And it's beautiful. Yeah. My first confession, I remember I was like sweating right? so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I still get really sweaty, but not as sweaty. <laughs> and I brought in like my uh, five pound list of stuff that I had to say. And when I walked... <laughs> Yes. Imagine that's like 29, 30 years. Right? No, that was me. I hadn't gone in 19 years when I went back. Oh. And it was like yeah. so many things. Yeah. No, I know. I, I was the same way. And the priest was like, he saw my the paper. Like, just put it down and let's, let's you know, like, let's talk. Basically. Yeah. He was my first one. Yeah. I started oh, crying like I like I always do. I always oh, cry. Yeah. Oh, I'm a crier. Yeah. But, <laughs> and after I remember just walking out, feeling like I was like a feather, like so light, yes. and thinking like this is so beautiful. It felt like I went to my father mm-hmm. and yep. told him everything that to love you. Yes. Um, which was insane because I I don't didn't grow up with that. I now have a stepdad who's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's great. But I have that growing up. So it came Jesus and um, it was really hard for me to make that connection. Yeah. Really hard. Because I, I didn't understand like why love me that much. Why would you die for me? Mm-hmm. Why? It makes sense. Yeah, you know, like but then when you, when know, you now, don't feel like, that you're worthy of your own love, why would you be worthy of God's love? You know, right? Yeah, it's a hard thing yeah. to grasp, and I think it's something as a Christian you kind of deal with every single day. And every time you mess up, it's like I'm not worthy. But that it's I I was just realizing, you know, some denominations of Christianity like baptize later in life, like. You dedicate yeah. your kids, but you baptize like you you make your own conscious decision to be baptized. There's right. eight thousand reasons why it should be infant baptism, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was just thinking, they always say that like I've heard people say that like well I was baptized as a baby, but I didn't feel anything. I don't remember it, and they may not have. But that renewal of that purity. And mm-hmm. that commitment with God happens every time you're in a confessional. And that's what other religions yeah. are missing. That's why they're looking for a feeling when they want to be baptized in front of their congregation or whatever. Right. But, like, we don't need to be rebaptized. First of all, it's, it's once and for all. But we don't need to be rebaptized because we get that spiritual renewal every time we receive the Eucharist and every time we walk out of a confessional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I try to... Um explain that to my family it's hard to explain yeah because if I had my way I'd drag them off kicking and screaming just so that they could experience it and then walk out and it would change their life but I also know that like I don't convert people the Holy Spirit does so yeah 
Yeah, I have to remind myself of that. Yeah, because I'm type better. A and I'm like, but if you could just knew what I knew. <laughs> I know, I'm the same way too. <laughs> like, well, actually, this is what. <laughs> yeah. I, like I'm always son, like, like, I love the videos of your son because he has that same mentality. Joe. Oh my gosh. It's like, this is how it's going to be, basically. I can yes. see his little brain and like oh the way gosh. he thinks. He was cracking me up the other, today because <laughs> we go to this um, Episcopal church for uh-huh. catechism. And it's because it's called Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. It's a Catholic program run by Catholic nuns, um, but you get certified mm-hmm. in it, and it's like Montessori-based, so it's real hands-on. And it's from ages like three to seven or eight, I think. It's, say that again? Um, it's from ages three to seven or eight, and it's called Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Okay. And so mm-hmm. it's like Montessori. So they go in, and they have to be very reverent, and you don't wear shoes, and there's all these things around the room that's hands-on, and the kids can go. So they have like a map of Jerusalem and the kids can go like hands on <laughs> interact with Jerusalem. And like the teacher will sit next to them. And when the kids ask questions, they'll be able to answer. And so it's, I mean, it's been amazing for the faith, but we got out of the car today and these people started driving by and my son's like, it's at an Episcopal <laughs> church, even though it's a Catholic program. And my yeah. Catholic friend is one of the instructors. Um, we just don't have any at any of our Catholic churches in the area. So we go to this one and then we leave and we go to mass and um, yes. he was like pointing at people, and he's like, "Not Catholic, not Catholic, not." Catholic. And I was like, "Stop it! What are you doing? <laughs> Don't and do that!" I know. I was like, "That is rude." And he's like, "Well, they're not." And I was like, "I, I know, but like that's rude." But you know, like, how do you tell him? <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "Mom, they think women can be priests," and I was like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> So little and all so little and like so ready to defend the faith. And you know, like seventy-two percent of me was like so proud. And then the other percent was like, oh please God, don't let him say anything to anybody else. Like, you know, like don't know. insult people. I this know. program is wonderful and I really don't want to burn bridges. Like <laughs> I don't want to get kicked out. Right. I would get kicked out. That's so funny. <laughs> For being too Catholic. <laughs> is not a bad thing yeah no it's not <laughs> not not in my point of view but maybe to the episcopal no no i know i know yeah um so i think we were talking with con- confession yes right it was <laughs> yeah you're right it is it is the thing that everyone misses because they because i know that <clears throat> when i hear my family you know talk about stuff yeah they're always like oh i feel that or like you know you just feel it and you're like if someone asks them like hey how do you know like Jesus loves you. You feel it. No, no. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. You don't. Yeah. You don't feel it. She was telling. I won't say who. <laughs> Remember, like, you know, don't worry. Um, everything's gonna be fine. Like, just pray, and he'll he'll make your marriage better, or he'll make your husband come back to you, or he'll make like mm-hmm. all these like fantasy things. In my mind you know, type. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, no, no, that's not going to happen. Like you just tell people that he's not a genie. Um, he's not just going to make all your dreams come true. Like, well, and at the same time that other, there's other people in that situation and they have free will. Exactly. Yeah. Have everyone has free will. Yeah. And you can't make, it's just, it's a weird, like way to think. Yeah. And I have, in my journey have really realized that like, okay, so when I met my husband, like we loved each other in retrospect, I didn't love him. I lusted him. It felt good. It felt safe. And those are all great things. And that's what led to our marriage. So obviously they were wonderful. Right. But to say that that's true love is, um, I want to look at young married couples or young about to be married couples Mm-hmm. And just tell them, like, in the nicest way possible, like, you don't love him, love him. Like, you you will get there. And I yeah. don't love my husband as much as I will eventually because love is not a feeling. Love is an action. And until you start making sacrifices for each other, then it's not true love. Until there's surrender, right. there's not true love. And it's the same with your relationship with Jesus. He's made sacrifices for you, but until you start making the sacrifices back out of love, yeah, that's when the relationship deepens. So when you go to a Hillsong United concert and you feel something, mm-hmm. that's great. And God may use those feelings, 
but the devil's really good at using feelings too, you know? And, and our, my spiritual director was like, um, let's name two ways that you have done something sinful that at the time felt good. And I was like, well, any sexual (laughs) sin at the time feels good, you know? Yeah. Or uh, gluttony when I'm stuffing my face of Reese's, like that feels real good at the time, but it's not good for me, you know? And, and sometimes things that are really sanctifying don't feel good at all, you know? Right. And, and that's where you have to take that disconnect and that it's not about a feeling. Loving right. your husband. And also it's not about you. It's not about you. No. And I think yeah. the humility, <laughs> the humility and the sacrifice and the surrender are something that like, I could see why people wouldn't want to be Catholic because you have to do those things and those things are hard. Yeah. You know? You have to face it every day. Yep. And nobody, I mean... Nobody wants to admit that they're wrong and that they fail, but the one sacrament we are all most desperately in need of is the one that nobody wants to go to, you know? And there's a reason for that. Of course the devil would keep us out of, like, complete and utter fatherly love forgiveness. Of course, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. That's how, that's how, um, If we could just tell the whole world this. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) They'll hear soon. <laughs> You're right. Soon enough. <laughs> That's how I felt during, like, before my first confession. I, I didn't want to go. I was like, no, like, I don't want to go. Like, this is going to be weird. Like, uh, you know, like, yeah. he's not going to, he's not going to forgive me. Like, I, if I told him the worst thing that I've ever done, which was really bad, yeah. he's not going to let me go into the Catholic Church. He's going to be like, stop right there. I'm not going to let you in. Yeah. You're not worthy. Everybody else yeah. is, but not you. And mm-hmm. I I was believing that, but then I thought like, but maybe he might, you know, like yeah. my little doubt was in there. And after the confession and then my next day was my confirmation day. Oh my and gosh. when the priest, the priest saw me, he's like, Priscilla, he's, he like called to me like Priscilla, pure as the wind driven snow. Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> holy cow, that just gave me chills like oh my god and what was kind of weird for me was i dated someone for a long time and he kind of would like say mean stuff to me Mm -hmm. and he would tell me like he wanted to marry someone not me who was pure as the wind driven snow if you know what i mean and um oh my god i was not yeah in his terms but the priest who happened to use that that exact phrase exact phrase to me it was like the complete opposite and I remember thinking like that's from heaven that's God Mm -hmm. telling me that I am pure and I am beautiful and I am worthy yep and I'll never forget that I will never forget that like who told the priest to say that I don't know where did that come from I don't there's no way it could have came from anything else but God you know what I mean no yeah, he used the exact words that someone used to use to me, like, in a mean way. And then yeah. the priest turned around and said it to me in, like, a beautiful way. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, all that. these. I know. Pure as the winter and snow. I was like, oh. That's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> emotional, you know. And, uh, yeah, my confirmation day, I had my boss. Your boss was your sponsor? Yeah, it was kind of sad for me to be up there and, like, look out and not see my family, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, at that time, I was like, don't let that take away the joy. Yeah. And, like, the beauty that's going on here. I have all these people that are here at Mass with me, and I have all the angels and saints in heaven. Yeah. Who are, like, happy that this is happening. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to take a tiny little pause in the middle of this episode to talk about our sponsor for today, and that is The Little Catholic. Now, y'all know that I'm friends with Priscilla, and I love what she's doing. I love her jewelry. I am so thrilled that she's sponsoring the podcast. If you are in need of anything that's going to show off your Catholicism or gifts for friends or family or anybody else, I would highly recommend going to thelittlecatholic.com and searching all her things. She's got rosaries and jewelry, necklaces, earrings, all of it is designed by Priscilla in Southern California. She is a woman, one woman show, and she has grown this business in just a year to one of the leading Catholic jewelry businesses in the nation. So she has so graciously offered 
listeners of this podcast an exclusive code to get 10% off of your order. If you head over to thelittlecatholic.com and use the coupon code HOLYH10 at checkout, that's H-O-L-Y-H-1-0 at checkout, you can get 10% off of your order. And if y'all remember, if you support our sponsors, you support the podcast as well. If you need to get any gifts, go ahead and use that code support the show while you're doing it, and get some amazingly well-crafted, really high-quality Catholic jewelry while you're at it. All right, let's continue. We and our um, Bailey, my my Bailey, my assistant, <laughs> mm-hmm. she um, she's discerning religious life, and she just converted two or three years ago. And, wow. um, you know, we live in Louisiana, so it's very Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. um, very misconceptions about Catholics. Um, you know, I learn all the things I know about Catholics through other Protestants and, I, and Catholics don't even believe in Jesus or whatever they believe, you know? And Right. Yeah. So she doesn't, don't know. Yeah. So she doesn't have anybody in her family that's Catholic. And so we have become her Catholic family. And so like she made her axe retreat and she needed, the sisters needed to come to a home visit and like see where she lives and see um, what you know, the people she surrounds herself with and and that she's saying and doing the things that she says she does, you know, living the life she says she does. And um, yeah. her mom was like, no, they're not welcome. I mean, I don't even know if her mom said they're not welcome. I'm not going to put words in her mouth, you know, uh, but it was basically, uh, you know, Bailey yeah. was kind but of basically, like, yeah, yeah, Bailey. And cause her mom's, her mom's upset. She's basically losing a daughter to something that she doesn't believe they're hurt. in, you know? And um, yeah, so, I mean, hurt. we, yeah, That's we're the ones is. who had, um, you know, we had the nuns over to our house and we had a big dinner party and, um, because you have to be the body of Christ for other people. Um, when, when the other people don't have their physical families doing that for them, you know? Right. Yeah. That's oh. good. I'm glad that she was able to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. But things, things have calmed down. They've, they've really, I like, mean, it's an go. adjustment for a family. Yeah. To come because they to. they think that she is leaving God and turning to some organization that controls people and worships a plaster. Like yeah, a lot of people right. say that. Yeah, <laughs> a plaster is the word. Yeah, and I only get to see my daughter, you know, every other Thanksgiving or something. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. hard. Um, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll, I mean, I get it, be but okay. oh yeah, she'll be good. She's in good hands. <laughs> We're excited. I'm like, we'll be there every November to come see you for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That'll be so cool. You know, yeah. it's. I, I'll tell you this now. The you you mentioned veiling. Yeah. Um, I'm actually working. I've been working on having a line of veils. Veils. It's called Stop. to have veils. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my gosh! Stop. I cannot. You have to send me like sneak peek previews pictures or something because your stuff <laughs> yeah, is so pretty i was let me say i tried not to be mad at my husband but i was pretty mad that for my birthday <laughs> i got an external <laughs> oh, no. hard drive on oh. my computer <laughs> instead of the necklace <laughs> that i strategically was like there is a discount code Good. this is the necklace yeah here is my paypal That's information hilarious. like please lock it oh no <laughs> But okay. he did just text me a few <laughs> days ago, and he's like, hey, I'm shopping for Christmas. Can you send me that that Catholic necklace link again? I was like, yes. Oh. So help me goodness yeah, if I it's not under the, the tree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can update the, the code for you. I always put it on, like, a time frame because yeah. I just never know, you know? Well, you never know. So and if you put, put it on out in the frame. world, like, what if in 10 years somebody's, like, using an old code, you know? Yeah, well, right. Okay. That, and that happens a lot. So Ugh, I have to yeah. be careful with yeah, those. <laughs> absolutely. So how did converting lead to you? I mean, you do this full time, right? The little Catholic is full time. Yeah. I just started doing it full time. How, how did you go from that? You know how did I, mean? I start? Like, like, how did you take that leap of faith? Uh, it was really scary. <laughs> I bet. It's scary just I... thinking about it. It is. It was, it was scary. So I, you know, I, I started it a little over a year ago. Like it, 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 it was alive. The little Catholic was alive six months and it didn't have a name. It was kind of just floating around. 
you know, really with no direction. And then I, yeah, I went like full speed because I was so tired of working at my job because yeah. it was really demanding. Yeah. And just, it was really hard, you know, and I was like, I'm not enjoying my life. Um, and during, right before I went full time, I think it was right before. No, the, you know, when I, I started doing, when I started, uh, I'm lost words, when I decided to go full speed with the little Catholic before I was full time, mm-hmm. um, I got an order for rosaries. Okay. Like a hundred rosaries for big. I made them the rosaries. And then after that, that's when I knew like, Hey, I can, I can start doing this like for mm-hmm. real. <laughs> if yeah. Bishop Baron buys rosaries from me, <laughs> then, then I can, I can really do something. Yeah. And that's awesome. what was hilarious about the Bishop Baron rosaries is that I ran out of beads and I had to go like all around California to find the exact beads. Oh my god! And gosh. they were like nowhere, and obviously I can't tell them that I couldn't. No. I'm like, hey, I'm the way, yeah. <laughs> you paid me, but I don't have them. Like so terrible. Oh my god! So I, yeah. But see, the thing is, I'm so glad that I ran out of beats and I couldn't find them. But because of that, I was able to find my medallion guy, like my craft. Yeah. So if it weren't for me running out of bees, I wouldn't be selling necklaces. I wouldn't be doing it full time. Yeah, I was just, I'm literally on your shop right now. Do you even sell rosaries anymore? I sell them not often. Like I two, but I used to have a a bunch, but not a lot of people always buy rosaries, you know? No, but everybody needs jewelry. The market is really, I know, exactly. Now the market is really saturated in rosaries. Which so is a, which is a like, good thing when you're <laughs> It is good. It's great. That's but, the really you know, cool again, thing I'm... I will say about being in this Catholic bubble is like there is no competition because all of us want the same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's really yeah. cool that everybody you meet, it's like you could meet somebody else who makes Catholic necklaces and it's like right on girl, like, let's get people to heaven. You know what I mean? It's so cool to see. Right. It's really awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of other um, necklace companies that you I know are you, similar. You but handcraft not the same. them. Your, I mean, not you hand, but you design them, and have like a metal guy who makes the. Like yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to like fall behind because now the orders are coming in like a lot. That's crazy. And I usually have it on a very good rotation in terms of restocking. And now yeah. he's like, Priscilla, I, I, it's getting hard. I'm like, well, you better keep up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that's amazing. It really is. I'm I'm happy. Like, when I first, when I decided to, like, officially open up an LLC, mm-hmm. I had to, I used, like, one paycheck to pay for everything. Like, all the fees and the website and yeah. and all that. So, I used one paycheck. I even went to the bank. I think I had like $600 or something to put in to open up a business account. Yeah. And the lady like laughed at me. She's like, who's your, who are your um, funders or what, what do they call those people that put in money? To investors. Like, yeah. She's like, who are your investors? I'm like, you're looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And she was like, oh, like kind of snobby with me. I'm like, wow, that's really mean. Like, yeah, have some faith. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. And, uh, I know. And, and it's really taken off. I remember I told my boss, I'm like, when we was getting a pretty good amount, not that great, but I knew it was just kind of moving in an upward. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be able to, because my business off and she wasn't very happy but she understood she's known me for you know yeah and then I told her like I have to go like it's getting out of hand yeah in the best way like yeah we are now like in the yeah and she she understood she knew she's like I need to leave eventually um because you wanted she always knew that I always wanted to start my own business because because first of all I'm never on time to my job (laughs) (laughs) love it Priscilla will be here at like 8 20 you know like she's not coming late yeah have you ever seen that meme that's like I 
Like, I always show up late to my job, and I'm like, I'm so sorry I'm late. Like, traffic was horrible, but I have coffee in my hand. (laughs) That was me. That was me, too. Totally. Like, I just can't. Like, I physically cannot be there on time. (laughs) Don't ask me to be there on time. I won't. Like, even my customers knew, like, Priscilla's not going to be there at 8. They, they knew, like, come at 8.30, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's okay. I was the top salesperson there, and I eventually, like, ran the whole store, which I'm extremely grateful for because now I know how to run a business. Like, I went through the whole yes. thing for 12 years. I dealt with, like, horrible people, sweet people, yeah, and all these customer service problems, and I'm so thankful that I went through that. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So, so everything for me in my life, like heartbreak, um, all of the upsets, everything, I'm like, thank you, God, for giving me that because mm-hmm. now I know this, this, and that, you know? Oh, yeah. But I think that <sighs> that just comes with maturity, though, because I would love to beat that into my 21-year-old self, but like, yeah, there's nothing like learning it yourself. You know what I mean? No. There's not. Anyone can tell us anything, especially when you're 21. You're like, no, I know what's going on. Yeah, right. I know. Like, yes. I'm mature. Yes. I'm a grown-up now. I can buy my own alcohol. Yes, exactly. believe me. Yeah, I thought... when I turned 21, I didn't even drink alcohol because I drank a lot of alcohol before then, so I didn't have to. Well, and you know what? I, I got so angry terrible. when I turned 21 because I was like, now I have to buy my own alcohol. Like, oh. I was like so upset. Uh, so yeah, funny. and it's funny because I got married when I was 23, and like being 32 oh, wow. now, I, li- I literally was like, mm-hmm. I was so freaking young. Like we were so young, yeah. you know? Yes. And but we just but good, we, we just thought we knew everything. Thank you. Know? You, you. That's like <laughs> such a blessing. What? I just we just thought we knew everything. Like oh, I'm 23. Oh yeah, I'm so mature. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're still a baby. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like a baby. Like, sometimes Brandon yeah. and I are like, uh, we're like, they, why do people let us be adults? Like, <laughs> like, like we're given, like, actual responsibility <laughs> in and this kids, world. kids, lots of beautiful little yeah. children. When we, when we left the hospital with the twins, we both were like, they think it's okay to give these babies to us <laughs> and just let us go home. Like, like, how is this <laughs> so okay? Cute. I know. I my cousin just had a baby. Um, I think it was Friday, and I went to go oh. visit. And I know, like when I was younger, to be honest with you, I thought like pregnancy was ugly and newborns were disgusting. Like yeah. I was kind of weird, but that's honestly what I thought. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And I remember I went. I went to the hospital. I think it was Saturday, and I just saw that baby. I'm like, wow, what a beautiful gift. Oh because my gosh, I know. It's so beautiful. And the mom, my cousin, was like, I just wanted to see her face. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, how beautiful is that? Like, she grew this infant, this life inside of her. Yeah. And you don't know what it looks like. And yeah. some people don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Yeah. And then and then it's born. Like, you have to suffer. You go through so much suffering, which I don't know about. I've never yeah. had children. Yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. And then you see that beautiful thing, which is kind of, to me, it like, it's like heaven. Like you go through all this stuff, horrible mm-hmm. things, horrible things. And then this beautiful gift comes right into your face. Right. And you have this beautiful life. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I cannot and wait for that to happen to me. <laughs> I, I heard about somebody that described um, birth and having children like, oh my gosh, what did she equate it to? Oh, like um, John chapter six, like this is uh-huh. my body given up for you. Yeah. Like that willing sacrifice that like, I know this hurts and I know it's going to be painful and I'm walking into it willingly because I love you. And like when yeah. somebody said that, it like flipped like the sacrifice on the cross on its head. Like God wasn't up there trying to get off the cross. You know what I no. mean? Like, yeah. And and the the phrase that if nails didn't hold him to the cross, his love for you would have. So like they didn't even need to nail him; he would have been up there regardless. You know. Yeah. And I just like oh, it just gives me chill. It's funny because um, I started Holy Hot Mess Mom because like I just always have crazy situations happen to me, like sitting in a massive fire ant mound <laughs> in Houston, and like still- yeah, I saw. <laughs> Like a I love those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, 
at least I'm not the only one. I'm like, yeah, no, just people don't say it because they don't want to be real. Yeah. But I'll be real. Um, yeah. So oh, I started Holy Hat Best Mom and I started this blog to do that. And then I had never even heard of what a podcast was. I actually had to have my friend who like works for the government and my other friend who went to college with my husband, but like we were all buddies. They were like, I was like, mm-hmm. what is a podcast? I don't understand this. And they were like, it's like a TV show, like a DVR. <laughs> like, you can listen to it anytime. And I'm like, and we are in the 2000s. Why would people just want to listen, whatever? So I end up finding some podcasts and I fall in love. And, you know, people are kind of reading the blog here and there. And, and it's kind of half-life, kind of like practical. And I thought, you know, it would be a lot easier yeah. to just record my voice. <laughs> so I bought a $20 mic and I start, yeah. you know, the podcast. So I started the blog like four days before I found out I was pregnant. And then a week later found With out I twins. was twins. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I mean, it was very much like, oh, I'm going to start this religious-esque blog because like I got my life together. My faith is real good. And then I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh, no. And then we found yeah. out it was twins and I was just devastated. <laughs> like I I obviously never once considered like having an abortion with those babies, but I did feel moments where I was like, I know what it feels like to not want this. You know, like I we tried yeah. for my son and we and we tried for my daughter. And with them they were such a surprise that I was like, God, what are you doing? Like I I my life was good. Like I felt like I had motherhood under locks, like, stable, you know, like I was handling my household duties and all these things. And then you throw this at me and like, I'm not, I'm barely being a good mom to two kids. Like, how could I do four? Like, you know, and I fought with God the whole time. And I remember having the C-section and being terrified. Like I wanted them out because I was miserable, but I was Mm -hmm. terrified for like these little lives. And I was, my anxiety was like, maybe because I didn't. I've said so many times, I don't want this. What if God takes them? You know, like, what if there's a complication? So then I'm having all these, like, push and pulls because I'm like, if something does happen, then I'd feel so guilty. And they laid them, or they didn't lay them to me. Like, two doctors brought them to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember the picture, like, they were both right next to me. And I looked at Brandon and I just said, oh my God, I love them, you know? And I was just like, my whole world changed because I instantly just thought, like, when am I going to learn that God knows better than me? <laughs> you know, I just fought him for nine months or eight yeah. months or whatever. Yeah. And like, clearly what he can come up with is 7 million times better than anything I could ever imagine, you know? Yeah. And I mean, these twins, yeah. the twins run me for a muck, but I look at them daily and I just think that is an answered prayer I never even prayed. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's, it's beautiful to look at your life like that. And it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely bringing Their little gifts. I would mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, 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 go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So, cause sometimes it like blinks out a little but I know I, yeah, when have, I was yeah. at the, the hospital when I was at the hospital and a lot of our family members were coming in, yeah, like the only just to see the baby, right? Yeah. And my my what I was thinking was like this little life that just who has been in, in the earth really for a long time, it just came out for us yeah. to see, right? Yeah. But it just like expands our love, like it just our love just got a little bigger. Yeah. Just having her there, like love just expands you. Yeah. There's no cap on love. So like it's beautiful. No. Right. It is beautiful. Like when my, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. I don't have children yet. I would love to have some, but I don't have them yet. But when I look at them, like my nieces and nephews, Mm -hmm. like there is nothing not them. All I do is look at them and I'm like, I love you so much. Like I could not love, could I even love you more? I don't know, but now that this episode is over, I just want to give a little shout out to our sponsor. And that is Saint of the Month. You can head over to saintofthemonth.com and sign up for their monthly Saint box. You get to choose a box, choose a t-shirt size, and your length of your plan. And in your mailbox, you're going to get a box that is all about the Saint that they're focusing on that for that month. And not only are you going to get really cool, really, really beautiful 
Catholic saint inspired things, but you're also going to get some things that challenge you to grow in your faith and start thinking about your faith in a new level. And those goals that they have to really challenge people in their faith are really what makes this box more personal than some other boxes I've seen out there. So you could be challenged to just recite a prayer that the saint prayed often or do good deeds like that saint did. They already have featured over 27 saints. And right now they're sending their Advent and Christmas box so that customers can start December 1st. They've got this really awesome, they sent it to me, this huge canvas Advent calendar with all these daily prompts that you pull out of the little pockets of the calendar that tell you these wonderful things to do. So subscriptions are $31.99 a month. They also have little way bags, which are smaller subscriptions that are just $8 a month. And they're wonderful gifts to buy for somebody in your life who you may not think there's anything you need to buy them, but who isn't going to benefit from leaning on the saints a little bit more? And in each box, they're going to get four or more individually wrapped gifts that relate to the specific saint that they're focusing on that month. And I'm pretty sure in the month of December, they're focusing on St. Joseph, who's the man. So if you support this sponsor, if you head over to saintofthemonth.com and you support the sponsor, then you're also supporting the show. So Go give them a huge shout out. Say thank you for supporting the show. Sign up and get some awesome saint goodies right to your door. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at holyhotmessmom, as well as in our exclusive mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S, so we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.